Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Greetings, and welcome to What Happened to That Guy, a new Ravens podcast about former Ravens players and life after football. I'm your host, John Eisenberg. I've been writing opinion columns and game analysis on the Ravens website and app for almost a decade. I'm guessing you've agreed with what I say at times, and at other times, I've made you scream, maybe want to throw darts at my picture. Hey, no offense taken. Anyway, I wrote the same sorts of things for the Baltimore Sun for 24 years before I started with the Ravens. Overall, this is my 41st season of covering football at some level. Yikes. Hopefully, I've learned a few things about the game that I can impart to readers. But all along, I've had a parallel writing life, one that involves finding interesting stories and telling them in book form. If you look me up on Amazon.com, you'll see I've done it a lot. My dirty little secret is I consider myself a storyteller first and foremost, and I'm always looking for new material. That's why I can't hide the fact that I'm excited, really excited, about this podcast. It's the perfect format for taking a deep dive into a subject that fascinates me, the lives of former NFL players, Ravens in this case. Who doesn't want to find out how and what they're doing now, years after their playing careers ended? We remember these former players as young men in their athletic primes, performing amazing feats on Sunday afternoons. But years have passed, and they aren't those people anymore. They're older, wiser, usually a little thicker around the middle, and they moved on to something else in life. In the first episode of What Happened to That Guy, I profiled Jermaine Lewis, the Pro Bowl kick returner from the Ravens' early years. He told me he made no plans whatsoever for his life after football, and it cost him dearly, cost him a lot of pain and heartache. Fortunately, he's doing better now. He's working for Under Armour, and he's coaching high school football. In this episode, I'm going to focus on a guy from the opposite end of the spectrum, where players start planning for life after football long before they hang up their cleats. They are, for lack of a better description, the adults in the room. The locker room, I mean. Peter Bullware could be the poster child. If you need an introduction, Bullware is one of the all-time great Ravens, a ferocious outside linebacker and pass rush specialist from the franchise's early years. Next time you're at M&T Bank Stadium, you can find his name on the interior facade alongside the names of everyone else in the team's ring of honor. Few players have accomplished more in their years in Baltimore. Back to throw is Hoying. Here's some pressure, and Hoying's down for the third time. Peter Bulware with the sack. 
Boulware was groomed to become a star. The uh, fourth choice in the first round, the Baltimore Ravens select Peter Boulware, defensive end, Florida State. Some high draft picks don't live up to expectations, but Boulware did from the outset. He was the NFL's Defensive Rookie of the Year in 1997. A year later, he made the first of his four Pro Bowl appearances. He started alongside Ray Lewis on the Ravens' first Super Bowl team in 2000. The next year, he led the AFC in sacks. Pressure, and Plummer is down. Peter Boulware coming off the left edge. Back to pass his couch. He gets hit at his feet. He's going down as he got sacked on the play by Peter Boulware. Pressure, and he's sacked. Down goes Steve McNair, and it's Peter Boulware. That's sack number 11 and a half. Peter Boulware was so good for so long that the Ravens didn't think twice about putting him in their ring of honor. Well, thank you guys so much. This is definitely a privilege and an honor to get accepted into this ring of honor. But you know who isn't impressed by all those accomplishments? Peter Boulware. Now he's 44 years old and living in Tallahassee, Florida, and he's the opposite of a former athlete reliving past glories. He co-owns a car dealership. He's an educator, the founder of a Christian school. He's a father of five. Shoot, he's even taken a stab at politics since he left football. When we spoke, I asked him if he still self-identifies as a guy who played in the NFL. He didn't hesitate long before answering. It's hard for me to think of myself that way. It sounds funny, but the NFL seems like a lifetime ago for me. It was fun. I did it. But I'm just still like I'm in a different life, in a different world. I look at the game now, and I'm like, yeah, I guess, yeah, I did used to do that. The way the game's played now, I'm like, these guys are fast. They're awesome. The game seems like a lifetime ago for me. And again, I live in a small town in Tallahassee, so everyone says, hey, you play for Florida State. And that kind of brings that up. But I don't really look at myself as a Baltimore Ravens sports pick and ring of honor. I don't really look at that. I'm a dad of five kids director of a school and that kind of way I feel and I love that I love that about who I am like other sports football is deep into the age of data and analytics the yards a running back gains after contact the likelihood of a fourth round draft pick becoming a superstar a quarterback's completion rate on third downs in the red zone no matter what you're looking for there's data for it a lesson to be imparted Teams have entire rooms of analysts crunching numbers, trying to get to the bottom of things that might help them win. It's no surprise then that there are statistics about what happens to players after they retire. Also no surprise, I guess, that those statistics aren't pretty. You hear a lot of stories about former players struggling to adapt. According to a Sports Illustrated article from 2009, 78% of former NFL players are broke within two years of ending their careers. 78%. Honestly, knowing what I do about the former player population, that sounds a little high. Regardless, it's still an insanely high number. Throw in the fact that former NFL players get divorced at a much higher rate than the national average, and you get the idea. It's tough out there. And what's really tough is sometimes you can kind of predict what's going to happen. I asked Peter Boulware about that. When you were playing, could you look around and say, I got an idea who's going to be all right after football, and I got something that I'm worried about. Could you tell? Absolutely. There are guys who would look and say, you know, because of lifestyle decisions, it's the way they were behaving. You were like, look, you can't maintain that lifestyle outside of the NFL. 
or you can't continue to behave like that and go into a regular job and think that you're going to keep that job very long. So, yeah, there will be other guys out there. Like, you do that, that's not going to be well for you when the game's over with. And then vice versa, there were other guys out there like, man, you've got some good habits. That's going to serve you incredibly well when you're done. So, yeah, there was a handful of people making good choices. If there were others out there, you're like, yeah, probably not going to go well for you when, when you're done playing the sport. Peter Bulware was Exhibit A of a player with good habits and the right instincts. While he was playing, both in college and for the Ravens, he was always thinking about what he would do when he no longer played. The mentality was, look, you know, you get hurt at any time. Even if you have a great career, 8, 10, 12 years, you still have another 30, 40 years. You have to get out there and do something. I'd always had that mentality, you know, and so I was always just kind of preparing for when that day would come that I would have to step away from the game. Or really, the game would step away from me. I needed to have something in place to be able to provide for myself. It's an adult approach, no doubt. Planning ahead for the future as opposed to giving in to temptation and possibly squandering everything now. I thought former Ravens head coach Brian Billick would have an interesting perspective on Bullware and his approach. When Billick became the head coach in Baltimore in 1999, Bullware was in his third season with the team and starting to take off. He was here when you got here, and uh, he is, let me put it this way, he is an adult. I'm just wondering, as a coach, was he always an adult? Yes, One of those guys that you knew just had the bigger picture. You know, when we came in, Peter was one and had been very successful up to that point. But we had to ask a number of players, not the least of which Peter Bowyer, Michael McCrary, guys that were being paid to put that pressure off the edge. But you came in and I made it very clear, you're going to have to make a choice. Do you want to go to the Pro Bowl or you want to go to the Super Bowl? We're going to ask some things of you that may not be in your individual best interest but in the best interest of the team and the team's success. And Peter Bulware was clearly one of those guys. It's easy to say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm in, coach, when you're not having to give anything up. And by that, I mean a lot of your incentives are, are tied to your, your sacks, your catches, your tack, whatever it may be that quantifies your position. Not that we didn't want him to sack the quarterback a lot, but we asked him to fit into a defense to ask him to do more things. Uh, and to maybe not have to be that one-trick pony, so to speak, off the edge. And he embraced it and was a huge part of that mentality that led to our first Super Bowl. Like Bullwear, Billick could look around the locker room and pick out which players were going to struggle later in life and which were going to be fine. They're the same guys that you know when you get that phone call in the middle of the night that something has gone on with one of your players. When you pick that phone up, you can immediately run through a list. Well, Peter Bullwear is not going to be one of them just because the way he conducts himself. And the more players you have like that in your locker room, the better. Because these young players come in, and they're constantly searching and looking around and going, okay, well, how does this work? And what does it mean to be a veteran? And when you have a guy like a Peter Bulware that they can look at and go, oh, okay, maybe that's the way I need to conduct myself, both on and off the field. Because I've always said there's not something magical. An uncharactered, undisciplined individual doesn't step into your locker room or cross that white line onto the field and then become those things. So if they're uncharactered, undisciplined in their personal life, they likely are going to be that way on the field. When you have that carryover in Peter Bowler, not only in terms of the way he conducted himself, but way the young people could look to him to recognize maybe that's the kind of guy I need to emulate. I think a little background is in order. Bullware's mature perspective didn't just come out of nowhere. 
His father was a doctor. His mother stressed academics. Growing up in Columbia, South Carolina, he was one of four kids, all great athletes, who went on to accomplish big things. But they were taught from the outset that sports should not be, and would not be, the only egg in their baskets. They got the message. Peter's older brother was a high school and college football star who played on a national championship team at Georgia Tech. He became an engineer. Peter's sister was a state track champion who went to Notre Dame on an athletic scholarship. She followed her father's lead and became a doctor. My dad and my mom were great parents. They were great role models. And, you know, I get an opportunity to speak to kids all around the country. And typically when you hear athletes speak, it's how they overcame adversity or they've overcome some type of tough home life. Mine is the exact opposite. Mine's a story of great mom, great dad, stable household, and just a standard being set in my home that I wanted to try to get to. Peter was a top recruit who went to Florida State when the Seminoles were on top of the college football world. But he always had his eyes on the world beyond the game. The statistics for kids making it to the NFL are are so low. And so even when I got recruited, in my back of my mind, I was like, I'm not going to the NFL. This is just not going to happen. Very few people get drafted. So really, I go to Florida State thinking, I've got to get a degree. I've got to get a job when I get out. We had the number one recruiting class in the nation. We won a national championship. I came into a, a class of superstar football players, and I was like, look, I was going to get my degree. And that, that was kind of my mentality. He did get that degree, but his football prospects soared, and he turned pro after his junior year and became an immediate difference maker for the Ravens. He was in his 20s, a famous NFL sack master. Plenty of guys have made a lot of hay with that, developed signature sack dances, taken on a cartoonish persona. But that was not in Peter Bulwer's DNA. I would say my parents kept me grounded. Our faith, our Christianity, just relying on humility. That's one thing my dad and my mom taught me. Everything you do, be humble, be thankful, be grateful for everything that you have. At any moment, anything can be taken away or never taking things for granted. It was just something that was always you know, drilled in, into, into all of us. Work extremely hard. Nothing's going to be given to you. We took that approach to to everything that we did, especially the sports. No surprise, at the peak of his football career, he was already deep into his preparations for when he no longer played. Around the time the Ravens won their first Super Bowl, he and a friend invested in a BMW dealership in Tallahassee. In the offseason, Bulwar went home and immersed himself in the business. After a few years, he sold it and bought a Toyota dealership. When his career ended due mostly to the effects of several injuries, He settled in Tallahassee with his wife and became a businessman and family man. Soon enough, there were five kids in the house. But even though he had his life in order, Peter struggled to adapt to life without football. It's quite the cautionary tale. This is a guy who had his act together. It was a tough transition. Extremely tough. I had a pretty good plan in place. It wasn't like football ended for me and I just, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do. I had a plan in place. I thought I was pretty well grounded. Nothing can prepare you for when you retire from your sport. It's super hard. It's something that you've done your whole life and it's something that you've been really, really good at. And then at the age of 31, 2, 3, 4, because of injury or whatever, you're out 
and you're forced to go into a different career or go into something different. No longer can you get up and play on Sunday and have 60, 70,000 people cheering for you. No longer are you going to Pro Bowls or going to Super Bowls. If you enter the workforce, you're getting up at 8 and going to work and you're coming home at 5, 6 o'clock. It is a shock. Even if you're ready, even if you have a plan in place, it's a emotional and a mental thing that you just have to get through. So it took me a couple of years to work through that. I wasn't depressed. You know, I didn't do anything crazy, but it was just an incredibly tough transition. After a year or so, I was able to work my way through it and get, you know, mentally refocused on what else God had me to, to go into. If you don't have a plan or if you don't have finances saved, man, it can just be absolutely devastating. Fortunately for Peter, money wasn't a concern. But wasn't there more to life than just owning a business? As a man of great faith, he assumed there was. A friend mentioned the possibility of his running for elected office. His initial reaction was, are you kidding? But he decided to try running for a seat in the Florida House of Representatives. As a Republican in a district that leans blue, he won the primary, but lost the general election by 400 votes. Someone approached me about the opportunity. When you play football, you do a lot of community service work. And someone approached me with an opportunity to say, hey, you can serve our community, you can run for office here. I wasn't looking for that position. It was more of something somebody came to me and I'm like, look, this is a good opportunity for you to serve. And I was like, you know what? Heck, I'll give it a shot. Didn't know what I was doing, really, but I knew I wanted to try to get involved, maybe, and help out. It was a great experience for me. Learned a lot. Losing the election was disappointing, but the experience eventually impacted him in a way he never could have foreseen. The governor of Florida liked what he said on the stump and appointed him to the State Board of Education. He spent a year learning the intricacies of the education sector, along with its politics and challenges. Around the same time, he and his wife were wondering how to educate their own kids. My wife, she was kind of homeschooling at first. We were trying to figure out what do we want to do with our kids? Public school, private school. So we just kind of start looking around at options. Obviously, we're Christians and our faith is important to us. And we just couldn't really find what we were really looking for. And so we went and visited a private school in Jacksonville. And we fell in love with that school. We're like, man, this is an awesome school here. Problem is, it's in Jacksonville. That's two and a half hours away. The people at the school in Jacksonville suggested that he start a similar school in Tallahassee. I was like, yeah, whatever. I didn't even think anything about it. But my wife spoke it up. The way home, she's like, what do you think about starting a school? I was like, man, no way possible. I'm an ex-football player. I've got a cardio. There's no way I'm going to start a school. And she was like, well, just think and pray about it. And so I did. After I did, I just couldn't quit thinking about it. I just can't get this off my mind. Long story short, I was like, you know what? I think we need to do this. I think we need to take the leap of faith to do this school. That was a decade ago. Bulwer had no idea what he was doing and no idea if the idea would fly. He started off with 20 or 30 elementary school-age students. They kept coming back year after year. More students came. Bulwer hired teachers, specialists, a headmaster. This year, his school, the Community Leadership Academy, will celebrate a decade in business. More than 300 students are enrolled. It'll soon be a full-fledged K-12 school. It's been an absolute blast. If you'd have told me after I retired from the NFL, you're going to be running a private school, I would have told you no way possible. 
but I've been doing it for 10 years. I love it. I love what we do with these kids. I think we're making an impact uh, on their lives, and the school has grown, and it's been really, really good, despite you know, the fact that I knew nothing about running a school. Between the school, his Toyota dealership, and his wife and their five children, he has a little time for contemplation. His days are full, his to-do lists long. He isn't looking ahead to what he might do next, but he's aware he's just 44, and his kids eventually will be out of the house. I'm going to keep doing it until something else comes up where I feel like there's another opportunity, but for now, this is where I'm supposed to be. With each passing year, his time with the Ravens has less and less to do with his life now. He seldom comes to Baltimore to gaze at his name on the facade at M&T Bank Stadium. He'll occasionally text with former teammates if he sees something on Facebook, but he seldom sees them. Basically, he is living out the guiding principle his parents reinforced years ago. Sports should not be the only egg in your basket. These days, sports really aren't even in his basket. It's a story that more of today's players could stand to hear, Bullware believes. But he sees a little reason to try to spread the word. I do feel like I have something to offer, some wisdom and some advice that I could give. Even when I played, there were guys that came before me that had wisdom and advice. When it comes to the NFL now, I don't think there's a lack of wisdom, advice, and good information out there. When it's all said and done, are these guys going to listen? I was there. It's tough when you're on top of the world. You're making millions of dollars. It's tough to hear an old, washed-up guy like me say, hey, it's going to be over one day. Prepare yourself. Save your money. Be wise. For some odd reason, it's super hard for guys to hear that. A lot of guys out there that, that do hear it, but there's a majority of guys that kind of like, yeah, whatever, I'll be fine, or it's not going to happen to me. Or if guys mess up, I don't think it's because of a lack of knowledge or a lack of resources out there. You've got to be able to listen to it, be able to hear it, and apply it to your life. Because again, I don't care how good you are, it will come to an end one day. And when it comes to an end, I hope that you've prepared well for it. That's it. Episode two of What Happened to That Guy. My thanks to Peter Bullware for taking the time to tell us his story. You can find out more about him and his career at BaltimoreRavens.com slash what happened to that guy. Another new episode will drop in two weeks and they'll keep coming every other week for the rest of the 2019 season. If you like it, don't hesitate to leave a five-star rating and write a review. Also subscribe to it so you don't miss any episodes and share it with friends. All that helps. My hope is you'll start to see and understand the extent of the impressive history the Ravens have built since they kicked off in Baltimore in 1996. You probably know that they've won two Super Bowls and a bunch of other games, gone to the playoffs 11 times, but it's the people, the characters, not numbers, that make a franchise's history come alive. And the Ravens already have a former player roster of more than a thousand guys. It's an amazing and diverse group that includes doctors, lawyers, coaches, educators, dentists, comedians. Yes, comedians. It wasn't hard for me to find guys to feature in the podcast. It was hard to decide which guys to feature. I hope you keep listening to What Happened to That Guy. I'm John Eisenberg.
You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.